Welcome to Brew Success Radio, the podcast that brings you the most up-to-date information on training, nutrition, lifestyle and business with your host, Helda Barroso. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast here, Breathe Success Radio, and today we have one of the best guests I think you guys will ever have on the podcast, is a mentor of mine, he's actually my current coach in many ways um, within my business, Uh, Matt Kendrick, welcome. Thank you very much, and thank you for that very kind introduction, Um, it's good to be here. No, great to have you on board. I, I've been meaning to uh, have you on board for a while now. Um, as I've just said, you know, Matt's been coaching me for about three months now. Is that right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, mainly on the business side of things um, within the fitness industry. Matt has been in the fitness industry for many, many years. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let Matt introduce himself a little bit more. So, Matt, why don't you tell everybody, everybody a little bit about you, your, your background, where you've come from, where you are now. Um, whatever you want to talk about that, just go for it. Sure. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, so as Helder said, um, my name is Matt Kendrick, and uh, I've been in the health and fitness industry. Um, I hesitate to say, I feel like an old man. I've been in <laughs> since the mid-1990s, so well over 20 years. Um, and like most people in that industry, I started out as a fitness instructor um, on a corporate gym floor. I worked for a David Lloyd club um, and, you know, started out sort of doing um, 40, 50 hours a week of cleaning the gym, writing programs and everything else. And the reason I got into health and fitness um, was probably because, you know, I was a skinny kid and, you know, by the age of 15, 16, I, I wanted to build my body up and I discovered weight training and like a lot of you know, boys around that age, it was, you know, started reading books by people like Arnold Schwarzenegger about how to build your body up. Probably made, in, like most things in my life, I think I made every mistake going to learn from it. Um, and, you know, found that I really wanted to pass that on to other people. So I went out and I got qualified. Um, you know, as I said, started working for David Lloyd as a senior fitness instructor. And um, even though I, you know, I was on minimum wage I was earning £10,000 a year and 70 hours a week I didn't care because I absolutely loved the environment and the fact that I was meeting different people every day um, and I was I'd got the I was in a position where I could help people and pass on knowledge um, and you know I was probably doing that for about 12-18 months and was desperate then could see all the limitations of working you know within a corporate club and the things that I didn't feel were being done right and for me it was all about you know taking care of the, the people themselves so you know making sure that they're screened properly um, making sure that they're that they're doing the correct exercise because as you as I'm sure a lot of you know in gyms most things you see people are doing can end up doing more harm than good um, so I approached David Lloyd and said, look, you know, I want to go and do the, the gold standard course. Um, it's, it, it's in the States and, you know, I'll, I will pay for it. I'll, I'll max out my credit card and pay for it. But will you allow me to bring some of these um, gold standard guidelines in and implement them for the better of the gym, which they were not interested. And that was my cue. To say, right, it's time for me to go my own way. So 
Um, I started out as a, then as a personal trainer. Um, and similar to how it is today, and, and God knows how people do it today, because over 20 years ago, it was hard approaching people on a gym floor and trying to cold sell to them. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's such a, the whole environment of health and fitness in, in the mainstream is, is, you know, for me, it just does not work. So these corporate clubs um, are, you know, charging a membership for people basically just to use the equipment. And so there's a lot of frustration for me because all I really wanted to do was make a difference and help people. So, as I say, I started out on my own then and, um, you know, never intended to have a business or anything else. Just loved what I was doing. And, and before long, I needed to, t you know, I was, I was working seven days a week and couldn't, couldn't take any more people on and had a waiting list. And, and then started, you know, bringing trainers in and teaching them how I was doing it. And they then worked for me and the business grew. Um, and you know where we are today we've, we've got my company's called MK Healther um, we're based in the West Midlands and um, we have a 6,000 square foot facility with um, a private membership so everything that I saw what was wrong in the, the big box gyms I wanted to create my own environment of what I felt should be done differently which we have and we're due to open our second location in Birmingham in just a few months time so uh, yeah, that's, that's really my background. Um, in terms of, you know, one, so the, the best thing about when I, when I, you know, set up on my own was, um, and I was earning decent money, was that I could reinvest in my education and my development. And I was fortunate enough to uh, go all over the world and study, you know, with the very best people in nutrition, strength and conditioning, rehabilitation, Pilates, everything else. Um, to bring that all together under one roof. So, and and I was also fortunate to uh, work in many different high-level elite sports. I worked at the Olympics with gold medalists, and, and worked in Premiership football and international cricket and um, Grand Slam-winning tennis. So, I've been very lucky with some of the opportunities that have come my way. Amazing, amazing. I wanted to touch on a point that you men mentioned there when you approached David Lloyd. Um, that you wanted to become a better coach, you wanted to learn more and bring that into into their gym so that their gym could be better, right? Yes. And they, and they said no. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? And is that still happening? Yeah, I think the reason, you know, probably probably the more I started learning about business um, and, and through necessity really over time, it made more sense to me. So the thing about these the corporate clubs is that they're not, run by necessarily fitness minded people they're not you know whereas my business is everything is run through me and my passion is still as great today for the well-being and to make a difference to people's lives these are businesses that are run you know primarily obviously for profit um, and any decision that's made has to go through so many different channels so mm -hmm. a, lot, you know, a lot of red tape Absolutely. So if you decide to do something, how do I decide to do something? We do it. We can take action and we can make that decision. Mm. Um, whereas in, in these environments, unfortunately, everything has to go through four or five different channels first. Um, and, you know, it, I think decisions certainly then tended to be made purely on a profitable basis rather than how will this improve what we do to the value of what, you know, the members yeah. experience. Yeah. So in, 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 in things, the way things are now, right, back in those days, 
You had the big gyms such as David Lloyd, which just some of them are still around. A lot of them have, have, have gone bankrupt and, and no longer exist. But now what you're seeing a lot more of is, is budget gyms, such as the mm. gym, Pure Gym, um, Everlast, all of Easy Gym, whatever they want to call them, all for a very cheap a month membership. And they're getting, you know, 6,000, 8,000, depending where, where, where they are in the country, members. Um, mm -hmm. Again, with that, all they're paying for is a membership to attend the gym, okay? Yeah. And both, of, both me and you know that 85 to 90% of the population are not really gym goers. Mm -hmm. Not like me and you. Like, we, we love training. It's our passion. For, but most people that I meet are not really lovers of the gym. They go in there for the simple fact that they think they, it's going to be good for their health. Sure. It's not for the love of going to the gym and, and oh, I can't, I've got to go, right? Um, yeah. So how have you found in the, all the years that you've been doing this, the transition from where it used to be in the 90s into the 2000s to where it is today? Have you, have you felt like things have changed a huge amount? Is it, and is it for the better or for the worse? Um, I think a little bit of both. So I think the way the industry is now, you quite, as you rightly said, you've got the budget side of the industry. So the, who, you know, that's a real growth area. Um, and effectively really what they're offering is pretty much the same as the middle market with no frills and, mm -hmm. and no leisure side. So just the gym. And that will always work because you'll always have people that even out of guilt will find 15 pound a month mm. to have a membership that they still potentially never use. And, yeah. and you'll always have a, a you know, I, so for me, and I'm, I'm often asked this, the other side of the industry that's grown hugely and it will continue to grow is the, the top end, which is where you and I sit. So our businesses are much more what we would call high-end boutique style fitness, mm -hmm. which is much more individualized, individually tailored, and it's much more about community and experience than it is about we've got this particular piece of equipment or we've yes. got this fancy this or that. It's, it's based on the education, the accountability, the knowledge and, um, and the community and, and the family aspect of it. Absolutely. And so those, that's, those are the two areas that are growing. And actually the middle is probably the worst place to be now mm. um, because, you know, the middle can't really compete with the budget in terms of just offering access to equipment and it can't yeah. compete with the high level in terms of experience, community, education, accountability, and so on. For sure. So that's really where things have shifted from the mid nineties and early two thousands. And we've seen it massively in the States. Um, you know, you see the big, the big guns like golds and anytime and 24 hour are the ones that are more struggling and the rise of the boutiques like, Barry's and Orange Theory. And, yeah, yeah. Um, all these different franchise models. And also CrossFit has is, is grown a huge amount. Massive Be because, amount. Because of what you just mentioned, they're a little bit like us in a manner that they've created a community, they've created, yes. account they've created accountability. Um, and I guess they've also created the, the, um, the, the competition side of things, yeah. which, which a lot of us humans love. We love a bit of competition, don't we? I think that, 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 that the guy who started that is very, very smart. And obviously, he's, he's a multi-billionaire now. Sure, <laughs> um, yeah. 
But you know what? I, I can see why it's worked, to be completely honest. Look, just I, I'm not into CrossFit at all. And just the other day, I was watching um, Cross, CrossFit Games on Netflix. I, I wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, wow, I want to be part of this, you know? It's, it's inspirational, you know? I mean, we, got involved, with, we got involved with CrossFit about, um, you know, nearly 10 years ago because we, one of our um, supplements that we were using was... Um, was heavily being used in CrossFit and we sponsored the games for a couple of years running. And we were blown away by these athletes. You know, they were just unreal, just open mouthed at what these guys can do. And it was almost like an anti-gym movement. So it was, yeah. part of it was like, we are not, you know, prancing around the gym and, yeah. and you know, it's hard work, hard, hard, work, kind of, hard work. Yeah. It's like, we're athletes. Yes. You know, they are. They are. Athletes. Absolutely. So, that inspired so many people that didn't want to be in that sterile yep. corporate gym environment, sitting on machines. They want to move and they want to perform and, and, and be the best version of themselves. So, um, and, and like you, you said, you know, the biggest aspect of it was that community, which you see when you, they, you see the competitions, you know, mm. everyone from the box goes along to support and they're all in it Brilliant. together um, and, and spurring each other on and, for a lot of weekend warriors and you know busy moms and everything else it's like wow you know it's a whole new world it's, yeah. it's brilliant well even me and you who have got we've learned a lot we know a lot about the body and we know how, how hard it can be to, to do crossfit and we are yeah. fitness people ourselves I, I although i would love to be like i'd love to be that fit and that and that well-rounded I know I can't do it. No, if, if, if I can't do it, 98 of the population, general population, they can't do that. That is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, that... the question oh. I guess I have for you is because of where your, your background, was there anything in your mind that at some point when you've seen CrossFit coming so big, so big, so big that you thought, you know what, maybe I, I should go into that as a business? Did you ever, did you ever come across your mind? It's interesting, you know, you say that because one of my coaches who worked for me for um, about eight years, he, he left me to set up his own CrossFit box. So, and ironically, we're really close to each other, you know, so, and we talk a lot and, you know, he's a great guy and, and I'm really pleased that he's followed. That's his passion. For me, um, one thing about health and fitness and what I always loved about health and fitness was there was just, it's a never ending journey you never ever ever stop learning about all aspects of training nutrition we've you and i've talked about this a lot and um the thing about i was never going to follow one particular thing um you know one particular approach yeah one because what i love about it is the fact that we can work with everyone from olympic gold medalist to someone coming out of hospital post-operative with a spinal fusion or a knee replacement or, yep. you know, or a pregnant woman or a six-year-old child or an, a young athlete. I love the fact we can do all of that. Yes. And as, as I have a lot of respect for CrossFit, but, you know, again, I've also rehabilitated and seen people from CrossFit that are doing things that their body, unfortunately, can't do. And they try. Doing. Yeah. yeah, and you and I know, uh, you know, with what we do, it's all about, it's not about trying to fit someone to an exercise. No, it's about not. it's about what is right for them at that time that's only going to improve them 
and Absolutely. so much of that is about the mobility and stability of the joints of the body so absolutely um, yeah. and i know that the the approach and kelly starrett's approach and everything is fantastic but a lot of people and again we know this right the one area they're going to neglect is the um the flexibility and the oh, mobility yeah. side you know well because most people that are working sitting down eight hours a day um they don't have time to, because look I try myself exactly. to, be, to be as mobile as I can. And even I struggle with finding time yeah. to spend 30 minutes or 40 yeah. minutes a day stretching, foam rolling. It's, it's, just, it's just difficult. So you then try and get somebody to, to do a deep squat and, and a jerk in the gym and the overhead press and the pull up or, or whatever they do. It's tough. I mean, like, I can't do it. You can't get someone else to sit in an office eight hours a day to do that. So, and it takes a lot of dedication to be a, a good crossfitter a lot of yeah. dedication i mean yeah. you've got to be an all-round uh athlete really 100 percent. when you look at the guys in the games i mean they're all rounders you know they spend yeah. hours training hours mobility stretching which none of us have time for well that's the thing you know if you think about um when i started uh, probably the you know, the, the most important thing for a lot of people was that they wanted to get fitter, right? They wanted to yeah. be fitter as individuals. That's changed now because mm. people are broken. Massively. So the, pro the problem now is they come in and they've got a problem with the shoulder or they've got a problem with the back or it's not enough to be a trainer anymore, as you know, which is why wow. we're so focused on our education. You've got to be, you've got to understand biomechanics. You've got to understand physiology to a deep level. Psychology. Absolutely, because people are coming with all kinds of different issues. So, like I said, the problem when you're trying to fit them to one particular type of movement, yeah. and you, you know, whilst that's great for certain people, some people need yoga, some people need Pilates, Absolutely. some people need, you know, some people need hypertrophy bodybuilding style training for what they want to achieve, and other people yeah. need metabolic fat loss training. So, Absolutely, yeah everyone needs what's right for them at the time but what's right for their body what's their body capable of so in terms of 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 your starting from literally gym floor gym instructor to then realizing that you needed to take this your own way how have you found the path from where you were then so to say now where you own an amazing facility you have loads of coaches working under you you've got a huge amount of clients how have you found that journey? What have been the ups and downs? Um, I think that one of the things that I've, and I've probably said this many times is that you, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, I had to learn a lot of business because my passion was always about learning. You know, I wanted, it was always about program design and, you know, um, and you know what? Let me let me just interrupt you. That's that's kind of what my problem is right now. Hence why I've been, I'm working with you because, and I want people to listen to this because it's important. Because most of us coaches get into this world of fitness because we want to help other people. We're not business people. We yeah. we don't get in this to make money. Well, I didn't anyway. I don't, and neither did you. We didn't get in it to make money. We, did, we got into this business because it's a passion of ours. And, you know, I found it really hard personally to, 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 to take this as a business. And even, even to this date, you know, I struggle with, with communication in terms of the business side of things. Sure. Um, like if someone 
leaves me as a coach, you know, that, 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 that approach of the business mind and the coach mind is totally different. And mm. I, I struggle with that massively. And again, that's why I've been working together. Um, so how have you found going from being a passionate coach to, to, to growing into a businessman? I resisted it for a long time, Elder, to be honest. So, you know, and again, I've told this story, but I, I resisted it to the, the point that I took an investor on in the business because, you know, the business was, was doing around 2008, was doing exceptionally well. I'd got about um, 12 full-time trainers working for me um, and, you know, things were going really well. And I took a client on as an investor and... Um, because primarily for me, I was like, well, he'll grow the business. I'm going to focus on what I'm good at and he'll, he'll help me grow that business and do all that side for me. Mm. And it was the, um, it was a real lesson. It was, um, it was a really expensive lesson, you know, it, um, and, and I'm very grateful for it, but just, just so you know, it, within 18 months of that happening, we'd gone from being, you know, in a very positive um, position, we had um, plenty of money in the bank. We didn't owe any money. The business was really strong. Within you know 15 months, we were uh, you know 65,000 in the red, and I was literally told you know by my accountant, you've got about a month, and and you that's it. You you know and that, you, that's going to be it. So um, it was a huge lesson. It I, it cost me a lot of money to get out of. Um, but I'm grateful for it because it, it actually taught me that I was doing okay um, and I should have listened to a lot of my own inner voice um, rather than thinking that's not what I do. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. Um, I've done okay to that point. Um, and the lessons I learned then were actually you know what, if I want to change as many lives as I can and I want to reach as many people as I can and make a difference in terms of, you know, people's health, their well-being, their mental health, you know, inspiring people, then the chance for me to do that is to grow my business. I think I resisted it for a long time because I was like, you know what, I'm not about the money or anything. And it wasn't about that. Hmm. What I realized is if I grow something, I can reach more people and I can have a bigger impact in yes. what it is that I want to do. And the other thing, part of it was, you know, being now a father and having two children, um, suddenly the, the, the work-life balance and, you know, it's a cliche work-life balance, right? But actually having a choice for the experiences because so much is about, you know, we spend so much of our life at work and we're striving and everything, but what are we doing that for? Mm. And, you know, we talk about being present and in the moment and having these experiences, but we work for those experiences. So if, if you can get to that point where, you know, by working on your business and, and it allows you to have an income then that you can make those decisions and, and have the time to enjoy the fruits of your labor mm. so that was you know i i genuinely would say that you know be going from being a coach to a business owner in the end was actually you know what wow i, I can now reach you know in our hope in solio we've reached sort of 700 people 
Um, in Birmingham, we can do even more than that. And I could never do that on my own as yeah. a coach. Yeah. But it's, listen, it's not without its challenges. And I will tell you now, the biggest challenge, I think, in having a business is it, it's always people. Um, you know, and, and learning to manage different individuals and personalities and so on. Um, but also as part of that, being able to step back and look at how you do things. So how maybe I manage that, I could learn from and do it differently. And, and you know, learning that the worst thing you can have is an ego in those situations. And this, we've all got an ego. I was, just about, I was just about to say that. We, the, the problem that I see with this, not a problem, that's not the word I should have used. But what I see is that most personal trainers are very egotistical. Yeah. You know, um, so if, if you were to give advice to a personal trainer now who maybe is halfway through their career at the moment, they see themselves as growing into a business, but they find it difficult to let go of the reins of what they're doing and then bring other people on board that may grow their business. Like you said, you know, you couldn't do it alone. Um, but they, they may think, you know what? There's no one can do it like I can. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I feel exactly like that. I don't feel like there's any coach out there right now that can come into my business and do what I can do. And that's being truthful. And you know this because I've spoke to you about this. Before. Sure, absolutely. And I, I will find it really difficult personally. And I'm pretty sure a lot of coaches out there are in the same situation as me, that they want to grow their business, but they don't trust anybody else to come into their business and, and, and touch their clients in a way that they think is not going to be the same as theirs. And I find that really difficult. And I find, I think that that's a big wall for me and for maybe a lot of coaches to then say, right, okay, well, how am I going to go past this? Because no one's going to do it like me. And I'm not, I'm not very good at dealing with people when they don't do what I do or yeah. do what, I talk, what I tell them to do. Yeah. And I'm sure you've encountered that when you, when you were going through that transition. Uh, what yeah. would you advise to people like, like me and like others that may be thinking there's a wall there and I can't get past that? I think, um, firstly, the most important thing to make that work is that you need systems. So until I developed systems, I would, you know, it, probably in the earlier part when I was hiring people and getting frustrated, the reality was that I thought I'd told them to do something. And, you know, what we say and what people hear are often two different things, mm. which is, again, why, why systems are so important, because actually it's not fair on them. If I haven't literally gone through a system with them and got them to show me it, so I actually can see they understand it and then gone through it again and, and so on, um, then that's not fair on them and it's not fair on me because all it's going to do with me is make me more frustrated. But actually, like I said, you know, I look back and think, well, did I really show them exactly how I wanted it or was it absolutely clear? So we've become very, very good now at systemizing every aspect of the business. And how did, you get, how did you get to that point of, hang on a second, that light moment, that light bulb moment where you thought, right, I need to, to, to create these systems so that they understand it. And, and how did you create those systems? What, what was it that you had to do? Because, for example, again, I'll, and I'll say this again, you know, I've, I've got to that point. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how am I yes. going to create these systems. What system am I supposed to create? 
so I hired you. Um, yeah. But what was your like more moment in terms of like I need to do something, and then what happened after that? I think my mo the moment, and there were many of them, was frustration. So frustration in terms of um, outcomes. So you know, either looking at one of my team and thinking, why on earth are they doing that like that? You know, why aren't they doing it like this? Um, how they were potentially managing a client or writing their programs. Um, and I think, you know, with that frustration over time where you, you're having, or for example, a retention of staff where you're going, well, you know, it seems to get to this point where after two years, the trainer gets burnout or the coach gets burnout and then you've got to start all over again. Yeah. You know, where's the longevity? Why aren't we, you know, to me, it was the best job in the world. It was paid really well. Why am I not keeping staff? And rather than me, after a certain degree of time, rather than me going, it's them, it's them, it's them. I'm going, it's me. Maybe it's me. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe I've got stuff. So, and you know, that's when I got into coaching. So I, I knew I needed someone to help me because for the first, you know, 10 years or so, everything had been, I believed in coaching. One, I was a coach. And two, I'd spent a mortgage on my education, going all over the world to go and study an intern mm. with these different people to teach me every aspect from nutrition um, and, and so on. So actually, I needed someone to teach me systems. How do they, how do, they do it? Which is exactly where you and I are. So, you know, mm. it's just the, how have I got to that point where, within my company, I look now and my team and I have 15 full-time employed trainers, uh, I can walk in and go, everything's as it should be. And, you know, I can, I, I don't have to be there getting frustrated and I can, I can take that time away to focus on other things. So um, it was the frustration that drove me to coaching and then the coaching was like, and that's why I became what I'm doing now, like we're doing together, which, which is helping guys like yourself to do the things that I had to learn to do. So I saw the value in coaching and, and developing systems and learning from coaches in business, all aspects of business. So I guess it was an easy transition for you from going from a, a coach in terms of the health, well-being world to a business coach because that coaching within you was already there, which just yes. then, then you realized that obviously hang on a second, I've got a lot of things that I went through that were really hard for me as a coach. And now that I know this stuff, I need to share it with other coaches who may potentially be going through the same thing, which I am. And I got introduced to you um, based from another coach that obviously knows you really well. Um, and to be honest, it's the best thing I've ever done um, in terms, and it, you know, I think, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, I've, I've invested a load of money on my education in terms of nutrition mindset and i continue to do that and before the call we spoke about me doing something else which i love it's what i enjoy but then there was always that thing in the back of my mind no oh, i don't want to pay a coach to coach me you know but i i truly believe yeah. i truly believe that we everybody needs a mentor in in different parts of their life so you know i've got i've got the um my four pillars health wealth love and happiness i if i could afford it I would love to have a mentor in business, a mentor in health, a mentor in relationships, a mentor in, in, in buying houses. You know, I'd love to have a mentor in every umbrella that I think is important for my life. It's just a cost. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
which is something that stops me from doing it because it's just costly and I can't afford it. But I would love to be able to um, to do that in, in so many aspects because I think a coach, or I don't like the word coach, I think an educator and a mentor is what's needed for everyone in, the, in every aspect of because we don't know things. And I think a lot of I think a lot of us are just guessing all the time. You know, we yeah. just we just as we go along, we're guessing. Like as you see with clients, you know, clients step into a gym and just they just train, they're just guessing. They they eat, they're just guessing. You know, whereas yeah. they could they they could have maybe not wasted ten years of their life if they would have hired somebody. And it's the same yeah. with me with you, you know, my business could have been way ahead if I spoke to you five years ago. Sure. But I kept holding it back and holding it back because I thought I could do it by myself. You know, and it's the same thing with other aspects of life. You know, you keep holding it back because, oh, no, no, money is important. Maybe I need that money for something else, whatever that something else might be. But one thing that I'm learning as I'm growing up and becoming more of an adult is the fact that, you know, finding mentors in areas of life is probably the most valuable thing you can have. And it's probably the best investment you can make. Do you feel the same? Yeah, with, without a doubt. Okay, so absolutely. I think, um, you know, and, and I think a, a true mentor isn't just about one area. Okay, so I actually think like, you know, when I think about coaching and, and mentoring, yes, it's primarily in business, right? Because I can pass on, you know, the idea for me of doing this is that I can stop what's taken me 20 years. I can fast track anyone else in a fraction yeah. of the time because yeah. the mistakes have been made. I've learned and I've learned systems to ensure that it works and it happens. And yeah. I know it works because and those, it's working and those, for us. And those 20 years, if you can fast track by 15 years, I mean, that person would have wasted another 15 years to get to where you are today. You, sure. could, you could have been back in a couple of years. And you know what? I think it's harder today. And because there's more distraction. There's more distraction now than ever. And mm. I think that's really tough for people. So, and I think that's why people don't get things done. And the idea of a mentor is the, the biggest value of a mentor. One is the wisdom and experience, but two is the accountability. And mm. I think a true mentor, yes, there'll be an area. So we got together because of business. Yes. But, you know, I feel my, per my responsibility is also to help you develop personally. I feel if I'm doing things right, then your health, your fitness and your experiences will only improve as a result as well. Because it, it can't just be, I think if you're a high performing coach um, or mentor, you, it, it's everything. Because you can't just have bits. It's not if I just if the business is really good and your health is terrible and your relationship's bad, then that doesn't work. I agree. I agree with um, you. And I guess it's what we, I do when I work with clients is I don't just say, let's go to the gym and I'm going to train you three times a week. There's so much more that goes into it. Exactly. You know, and then that's, it's all rounded, you know, trying to improve their life physically, mentally, physiologically, everything really. And you just added maybe 10, 15 years to that person's life. 100%. Right? Yeah. And, and everything else that goes on, that it's like a snowball effect. They feel better about themselves. They look better. They think clearer. So other areas of their life also improve. Exactly. Um, Which, you know, 
how did that's why i've said often said you know that for me the industry it, we we are in such an incredible industry it's it's so positive and fantastic but it does frustrate me and the reason it frustrates me is because you know there's not enough people doing all of that so it's not just the, the way if you look at social it's all about aesthetics and selfie city and the lowest body fat and everything else i mean what a load of crap what it's really about is growing and becoming healthy mm. moving well yep. you know and and we have the ability to impact people's lives on that level why do you think that this, the, the industry that we work in is so inclined to just the way you look instead of helping overall like you said movement mindset um digestion sleep things that are really matter and things that are going to add life add years to your life instead of just six packs i think that's part of the whole celebrity culture that's come in um you know the whole kardashian culture and the sort of um it, the pressure and it, it's become very fashionable the whole love island and you know it's like it, it's making things it's putting a lot of pressure on younger people no mm -hmm. question but i think you've got two sides to that so you've got the very um surface part of the fitness industry which is the ego driven okay and you and i have seen that many yeah. times and, yeah. and i've seen that in many gyms all over the world where yeah. i'm looking and the trainers looking at themselves or they're doing their own thing rather than actually focusing on the person who's paying them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then there's the other side where the, the movement and, and how we've, you know, knowledge-wise about the microbiome and about sleep and about, you know, the brain and, and how all this ties together into performance and health and longevity. Mm. That's the other side. And that's, that's also massively out there, but only for the right kind of mindset that pursues it. I'm going to ask you two questions for two kinds of people. So from the point of view of, of a general population person who may never have stepped into a gym or they may have in and out, have done stupid amounts of diets, as you can imagine, probably a lot of people listening to this have done that. Yeah. You know, and they may be thinking about, oh, you know, I need someone to help me. What would you say? What would you say to someone like that? That may be putting it in the back of their mind that they need. They, they need. They know they need someone, but they're not quite sure of who they're going to go and, and, and who's, who they're going to go and hire. Because, like you, like you just said, there's lots of personal trainers out there that most of them are not going to do what me and you would have done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, how would that person differentiate me and you from just somebody? on social media with 30,000 followers, fantastic six pack, knows like, look like they know what they're doing and talking about because of the way they look. Um, and how, how sure. do you, what do you feel? You must have seen obviously the amount of people that come through your doors. You must have had some feedback. And what is it that you see in terms of the clients that come walk through your doors and what is their feedback in terms of why they came to you and, and maybe their experience in the past with other coaches? What do you feel like if someone's like sitting, sitting there listening to this right now, I need a coach, but I don't really know what I've got. Where do I go? What do I find? What am I looking for? I would say what they should be. It's all about them. So, you know, if, if, if a 
to me, if I was going out and looking for a coach, the first thing I wanted, I, I want someone to be 100% interested in where I'm at. And what is, what is it that I actually want? What am I, what am I here for? And, you know, too often or not, it, as you know, it's like these people are being sort of almost told this to do this or to do that because it suits the coach. You know, I think that people are very vague about what they actually want. So yeah. general, general population will come and sit down in front of you or me. I want to lose my fat from my belly. I want, I want, I want, to, I want to lose weight. And when me and you, for example, will then start looking at, okay, well, you've got to fill this form about mindset first. You're going to fill this form. Well, well, that's, that's not what I want. I just want to lose weight around my belly. And then, then we start looking at, well, you do check-ins every week. I want to know what you sleep like. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know how many steps you're doing. I want to know what your digestion is like. I want to know what your poo is like. Yeah. And then we're like, well, that's not what I signed up for. I just want a personal trainer that's going to help me lose weight from the wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, the con- this, is, this is what I see, like, where me and you would, would offer something totally different. Where somebody will say, yeah, I can, like, I can help you lose weight from the belly, no problem. You don't, sure. have to do, you don't have to do any of this. So how, how, what do you, how, what, where do you see the, the difference in clientele there from that moment that they just say, I want to lose weight from my belly? Because that's what I feel. Like a lot of people do not know what a coach is meant to do for them. They, sure. just, they just think, I'm going to go to the gym once or twice a week, train a little bit, go home, and maybe they'll give me a diet. So I would, I would probably say the difference is that you or I would want to know why. Hmm. So what, why do you want that? Because I, I want to, we want to go deeper. We want to know more about the person and what it is they really want. Well, I want that because it will make me feel this because I've been feeling like this or so on. Rather than, yeah, no problem, straight in. It's not, it's not about, you know, the sets and the reps and everything. It's so, so much more than that. So much, and actually, you know, a lot of people don't know that yet until they come in. So they could because they only, you know, they haven't got they don't or they either don't want to go there or they haven't even thought about it. They just think, Oh, I need to lose weight, I need to go and do this. But actually, this is why the relationship is so important. There's so much trust. You and I are privileged that someone is going to literally give us that amount of trust, mm. and that's where I feel so many people, you know. I let down by yeah. the gym environment and by by people that are taking their money and just happy to just churn out and you know I t- I feel a personal and I know you do too a personal responsibility Absolutely. I'm working with someone to impact their life and help them in it I genuinely I mean I'm all in I care I want to know which is why I want to know how were you, how was last night you know yeah. how did you how many hours sleep how's your energy levels how's this how's that yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, and celebrate the wins with them. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a genuine relationship as opposed to just someone paying you to lose some fat off the stomach. So that's for the general population. In terms of a coach listening to this, which I'm pretty sure probably the majority of people listening to this podcast is going to be a coach um, because both of me and you have been in the industry. Um, if they are not already doing what we've just talked about, what would be your advice to them going forward? So this is trainers? Yes. Um, 
you, you, you've got to have an absolute drive, passion and thirst to learn. And, and it does not stop. And if they don't, Never. do you think so that they, if they don't have that passion of learning, they just thought they're going to this because they thought they, they want, they, they love the gym. They got into it because they thought they loved the gym and they thought, well, I might as well make money out of this. And they did a 12 week online personal training course. And they, yeah. think, they think they're going to get paid 40 quid an hour. Uh, and they're going to be doing eight hours a day. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to be earning a load of money. Um, yeah. But if they haven't got that drive to learn, do you think that they'll just fail? Um, well, I, do you know what? I'd, I'd go one further than that. I'd say the, the, the passion to learn and be interested is, is really, really, really important, I think. But more important than anything is the passion to want to help other people. So if you don't love working with people, if you don't genuinely, that's what you love most. The fact that you can try and help someone, then you shouldn't be doing it. Because you know, it's a very much of a cliche when you talk to any coach. Why do you do this? I would love, I love helping people. Yeah. You know, I don't. I've never met a coach who's never said this. But, but actions, you see that in how they are, right? But, but their actions don't don't actually turn to be. That's what it is. It's almost like you speak to someone on the street. What's your number one priority? Health. Well, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. You drink every yeah. night, you smoke, you overdrink at the weekend, you are overweight. So how's your health your number one priority? It clearly isn't. Does that make sense? And I yeah. feel like it's the same thing with personal trainers. We ask personal trainers, what, why did you get into this? Because I want to help people. Well, you're not doing these things to help people. And this is where my problem lies in growing my business, is that people are not, the coaches that I'm talking to, I've interviewed a few people, as you know, in the last three months. And sure. I'm just sitting there and thinking, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. why, why did you get into this? Yeah. Why, why have you become a PT? Yeah. And no, how, how many people have you had to sit in front of you over the years of growing your business and trying to bring coaches on board? And what has been the percentage of the coaches that have been like me and you and the percentage of coaches that have been just like I mentioned just now? I think the percentage of coaches that are what we're talking about are, is very small. But we know that, right? Because if you look at those coaches that are genuinely really successful and have built their business and, and built, you know, have a facility or whatever else, then there's not many, um, you know, that have done it on their own, that have done it from nothing. Um, and, you know, I think that is genuinely the problem with the industry that there's not enough people that truly because i've said this before as well right that how did i go from working on minimum wage on a gym floor to having you know a, a facility that turns over well in excess of a million a year and i didn't know about business and no one gave me any money hmm. but and i'm not special so how did i do that and I've said all along, it's really simple. I genuinely care. I really care about every single person that comes into contact. Mm -hmm. And I'm so passionate about the subject. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Mm. And I'm as passionate now as I was over 20 years ago. Exactly. Like and that's the only, to me, that's the only difference. Although I don't, there's nothing else. 
special about me, as I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, one of the things that drew me to you the most after our conversation is the fact that we are, our ways of looking at things are very similar. You know, yeah. we, we love the fitness industry. We love, we have so much passion for it. And you, you, this is why I straight away I said to my wife, because, and I said this to you in our first conversation, I really if you remember, I said, I'm going to be very difficult to work with didn't I? Because I'm the kind of person that's just very upfront. And if, if I'm not aligned with you, then we're going to have arguments. Mm. And, and then I'm just going to say, well, I, I'm going to swear, fuck off. I'm out of here, you know, because I can't be off. I ain't got no time. Uh, yeah. But I said to my wife from day one, I said, you know what, Matt, I can, I can see myself getting on with Matt because his, his vision is very much like mine. Mm. Um, and we have been, you know, touch wood. And, and yeah. I, I, you know, there, there was, as you know, there was another coach that I was thinking of working with. Yeah. And that, that, I think that relationship would have been gone a long time ago if I had done that. Yeah. Because I know that that clash would have been huge. Mm -hmm. and, and which had already happened on a, different on a different level with that same person. And I don't know what got me to thinking about going there. And I guess this is the, another question I want to ask you is exactly this. As a coach, as a growing coach, I was looking at other successful coaches and other successful businesses within the coaching world. And I'm looking from outside, I'm looking at M10, I'm looking at Ultimate Fitness, is it Ultimate Fitness, UP? Oh uh, yeah, Ultimate Performance. Ultimate Performance. I'm looking at all these places and I'm like, wow, you know, I want to be part of that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 what are they doing that I'm not doing, you know? I want to be mentored by these people. And then, so you know, I joined M10, uh, which was one of those home wow moments. But when I got into M10, and don't get me wrong, I mean, it was a great experience. I learned a huge amount while I was there. But it wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be. Sure. And this goes back to the general population always also maybe looking at a coach in terms of, oh, my God, look at what they're doing. Look at their social media. Look at this. And then they start working with that person. And it's like, hang on a second. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And the same happened to me in the coaching side of things. Um, have you, what's your thoughts on, on those two approaches for a general population and for a coach looking at a facility such as M10? And I'm not slagging M10 off in any way. No, no. I learned a huge amount in M10. I think, yeah. I think, but it still um, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No, and and you know I I think it's interesting because you know we we never really know right. So I went out and did a mentorship out in California with a business um, who were top ten in the US, um, and you know paid a lot of money to go and learn the insides of their business and and how their model worked. And you know two days in, I was like, and and you know they're great people and they've got a good business, but I was like actually our business is doing better than your business. Like It's crazy, you know. isn't it? Yeah. So, but you, and you, this is the thing, you, you know, and often I've said this, that the people that are kind of all over social media and I've done this and I've done that, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I haven't been on social media at all because I've been busy building a very successful business mm. and about to expand into a second one. Well, sometimes that's the reality that, the people you don't see are the ones that are truly doing it day in, day out. Absolutely. Um, and I say that about trainers, you know, because people say, oh, we've got this and that, and they're, they're on Instagram pretty much seven, eight hours a day. Well, when are they actually 
when are they building up their knowledge and thousands of hours of training in the trenches, which is where you develop and become better. When are they building up their education? Because education, yeah. education takes a long time. Sure. Now um, this, this is, but this is a, this is the thing I think, and, and you know, we've, I fell for it, you fell for it quite clearly. And just now imagine a general pop person who is feeling very unhappy with themselves, uh, uh, physically, mentally, they want help from someone. And then all of a sudden there's all these, let's call them adverts on Instagram and Facebook. They're not, they're not, they're not necessarily adverts, but they are adverts in a manner of like, well, you know, that person looks like it's going to help me, but yeah, I'm going to pay for him. And then they get them like, well, this is not what I was hoping it was going to be. Sure. And this is where I think, um, and this is where hopefully I should have done my homework. And maybe you should have done your homework a little bit more when you went to America. And this is, do you think, I don't know, maybe I'm saying this and it's not correct, but I should have maybe done my homework a little bit better before I went to M10. Maybe I should have spoke to people who worked there before. Maybe I should have spoke to clients who have gone there before and got their feedback in terms of what is it that you see uh, there that's so amazing. Um, does that make sense? Like even now, yeah. for example, I've got my great, I'm good, I, I personally think I've got a great business going in the right direction. But you look at UP and you think, oh man, like that guy's killing it. And then he puts it off, a job offer and you think, well, maybe I should apply. <laughs> even though I'm not going to apply, but he still comes to the back of his mind. Yeah. Doesn't it? And, and, and we know that it's not probably what it's going to be like what you think it's going to be like. I also think that's like, you know, it, it's, it's a lot about what's your vision for you. Like, what do you want? You yeah. Know? And that's a, that's a, we've discussed that. It's, you know, it's rather than looking at everyone else, which we've all been guilty of, and we're all guilty of the whole shiny new object and yeah. you know, the latest, you know, get more clients, you know, will teach you this, the proven method and the secrets and so on mm. and so on. Mm. Often by people that you can't actually see a facility they've got or yeah. a business that they've actually built. But um, I think the most important thing is what is it that you want? So um, do you want, because not everyone wants their own facility or not everyone wants their own business. Of or some people just, you know, they, they just want to be a great coach as opposed to, you know, a business owner or building, you know, and, that, and that's the other thing when, for me, the, the idea of me being a the sort of business and, and life coach that I want to be is about, you know, I want to help someone build what they want, not what I've done. Absolutely. You know? I, mean, and so, I, can, I can vouch for that because we've, been, we've had so many conversations about this and you've always been very truthful with me in terms of like, I'm telling you what I see and you're not telling me to go down your path at all. You're guiding me the path down the path I want to go down which yeah. I appreciate, you know, it's, and I, I know that you've kind of transitioning from coaching uh, people on a gym floor to now coaching more coaches yeah. in business side of things. And um, I would totally recommend any coach listening to this, if they are thinking of growing their business in whichever way, don't make the mistakes that I've already made, you know, contact someone such as Matt, or anybody else that might be in your radar and you know you know invest in that because there's nothing better than investing in in, in yourself to improve to, to at least like I, I always say in my bodybuilding days i wasted so much time training thinking that i, I could be, i could do it all alone whereas if i had a coach back then that was 
amazing. I would have won many titles. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't win as many titles because I was too stingy to hire a coach. And I thought, yeah. I, was, and I, thought I was better than everybody else. But, and you know what? It's funny because now I think as we, as we are the coaches that we are, you realise because it's what we do, isn't it? And you go, like now, in anything I want to learn or be better at, I'm like, well, I need to, I need, I want to go and get the knowledge. Yeah. And the knowledge is the value. The knowledge Absolutely. is what you pay for. Um, in anything, which is, you know, exactly what we do, isn't it? Health, fitness, it's the knowledge. Okay, tell me, tell me how to do it. I'll tell, tell you what, I, I, there's, a, there's been a course that I've been wanting to do for many years and it's going to be a very expensive course and we talked about this before we started the call. I've been putting yeah. it off for so long because it is so costly. But, but you know what? And then and now I sit down and think, hang on a second, I've spent thousands of pounds on my education so that I can help other people, right? So that person that's charging that kind of money they spend thousands of hours and thousands on their education that they can educate me. That's why they're charging. So I need to appreciate yeah. that and I need to say, hang on a second, they're not trying to rip me off. They are, tr they are literally trying to educate me on what they've spent hours and lots of money on. Yeah. And that's, this is where now, because I'm a coach, I, I understand that that, that that person on the other side has spent a load of money and a load of hours and time to become who they are an expert in that field so i'm i'm willing to invest after i've done my 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 research on that person and i think that a lot of people are listening to this if they are thinking of hiring a coach don't think that you know we're trying to rip you off or we literally want to help you just do your research on the coach that you're thinking of working with and if you think that coach fits in with your with your goal then go ahead right Absolutely, hundred percent. And that's what I did with you. You know, uh, I, I before I worked with Matt, you know, I I did my research into a few coaches that were business mentors within the fitness industry. I spoke to a lot of people about it, people that I trust in the in the industry, and he kept coming back to you. So here we are. Um, what I wanted to uh, ask now is Matt, if you could just tell people a bit more about your services. Uh, in terms of what you provide um, about MK Health Hub, if people live around that side of the world, uh, your services as, as, a, as a mentor in business, just to people where they can find you um, and how they can get to you. Sure. Um, okay, so MK Health Hub, um, we're based in the West Midlands, as I said earlier. So we're in, um, we have a private facility in Solihull. And um, we're shortly going to be having a private facility in the centre of Birmingham. Um, and we specialise in personal one-to-one -one coaching and in small group personal coaching. So within small group, we have um, high intensity training, dynamic Pilates and yoga as our main core offers. And we've got experts in all of those areas. And then within one-to-one, -one, obviously, as we've discussed on this um, podcast, we specialize in all aspects of health fitness and performance um so you know and it's everything as again as we discussed so it's it's all aspects of health we have a um, full clinic we have private gps we have acupuncture we have um lead physiotherapists sports massage therapists um nutritionists all part of our team 
um, that work alongside our coaches. So uh, it's a completely integrated approach to health. And then from myself, you know, in terms of coaching, business coaching, for me, it's, it's high performance coaching in both business and life. And my aim is to help someone build what their dream business is, whatever that looks like. It's not, you know, it's not about having a prefixed this type of facility or this type of business. It can be anything, um, but it's to help someone accelerate that to ensure they don't make the mistakes and they can implement the systems that we use on a daily basis to ensure they, they get the success that they want. Amazing, amazing. Well, before we go, um, I always ask these four last things. As you know, my four pillars, health, wealth, love and happiness. What does uh, success look to you in terms of health? Um, you know what, health for me is, and, and maybe this is when you get into your fourth, you know, into, well, I say in your 40s, but health is so much about, it, whereas before in my uh, the earlier part of my health and fitness journey it was all about um, natural bodybuilding and like for most guys right to look better naked it's suddenly about you know um, it becomes far more about longevity and about you know aging well and being able to do all the things that you want to do you know as each decade goes by what are your so approaches to, what are your approaches to that um, so I, I do some form of movement every day. Um, I lift weights uh, four times a week, four or five times a week. I do yoga. I do Pilates. I meditate every day. I have a morning and an evening routine. Routines, you know, really, really help um, in the busyness of life to keep structure and discipline. Um, I take a lorry load of supplements that we won't have time to discuss on this podcast. Um, but nothing you know, nothing has a greater impact than food, right? It's a whole food nutrition. Um, and, you know, I generally take the approach um, with most clients, unless their health's compromised, of an 80-20 approach, so 80% of the time, everything you do is for health and, um, and wellness, and then 20% of the time you can afford to cut loose a little bit and, and do other things. But, you know, and again, this isn't a nutrition podcast, but uh, like yourself, you know, um, healthy quality grass-fed meats, wild fish, um, organic fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Nutrition is really simple. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. it, it's really simple. In terms, um, of, in terms of wealth, what does success look like to you? Um, success to me is is um, money is purely one about being able to um, have a choice um, for my family. Um, and two, to make a difference to other people's lives. So the people I love and to those not so fortunate. So we also have a charity as part of what we do called Make a Difference, MK a Difference. And um, we set that up to help. It's purely a grant charity. So we set that up to help, um, you know, different areas. It's going to become a real passion. It's, it's only 12 months old, but to help people that really need it. And I'm really proud to say that even during this period of time, we've, um, we've made donations to the homeless and to help the aged. And we're gonna be building a school out in Africa next wow. year um, with, with our children. So, you know, that's, that's wealth success. I'm not, I, yeah. I, for me, that's like a byproduct of, 
of being great at what you love, right? It's Amazing. not. I love that. It was never about chasing the money. The money is just a just like health and fitness, right? A good body is not. You don't chase that. You chase health. Yeah. You chase well-being, and you have a, a good body. Byproduct, absolutely. In terms of um, love, what does success look like to you? Um, you know, to love and be loved. So, and and you know, to again, I think to sort of be able to um, critique yourself, to be able to see your own faults. And for me, part of the journey is that, you know, you're a work in progress, but you learn and you, you want to improve. You know, I want to be a better father, a better husband, a better boss. Um, I want to be better in, in every single way. So um, love is as much, but one, you've got, you have got to learn to love yourself. You've got to, you've got, you've got to, have a you good relationship. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. Exactly. Um, but in the right way, obviously, mm. like we talked about earlier, not in an egotistical way. Yep. And then, you know, to be able to, to, to give 100%. And in terms of happiness, what does success look like to you? Um, the other three. Ah, you know what? That's exactly what I say. I love it. But it is though, right? If if all the other yeah. all the other ones are in place, happiness is what the other three are giving you. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Look, Matt, thank you so much for taking your time. It has been it's been a fantastic podcast. I hope people have taken a lot from this. I certainly have, as I I do every week talking to you on a weekly basis. You are one of the most amazing people I've ever met, and I'm glad you're in my life. And I'm hoping that this relationship lasts forever. And, and maybe one day we can do a, do a podcast on, because I know you've got so many different aspects to you. Um, maybe we can do a, a podcast based on something else that you, you're passionate about, such as nutrition or, or Pilates. I know Pilates is a big part of your life as well, isn't it? Um, sure. So maybe we can touch on that on, on another podcast. Yeah, do you know what? I'd love to, Helga. And, and likewise, I love working with yourself. I love your passion. Um, and really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Thank you. No, but thank you, buddy. And I look forward to catching up on our next call, mate. Great stuff. Take have care. A, have a lovely evening. Have a great weekend, mate. And you. Okay, See buddy. Bye-bye.